If you're a mamapreneur looking to grow your business in powerful new ways with the support of a mastermind and a business coach, I invite you to check out A Players. Being with women who are doing the same work, who are on the same journey, people who have done what I aspire to do. And I've never been more clear on the direction of my business. A Players is a 90-day group coaching program for mama entrepreneurs looking to get to the next level in their business. This is an opportunity to step into the spotlight and earn the visibility and the progress that you deserve. It is for game changers and action takers who are looking for the strategy, peer support and accountability so they can achieve amazing milestones in their business. Making the investment in yourself is like literally opening a door to the next level of yourself. It isn't until we really take that step and invest in ourselves that we are able to grow. In just 90 days, you'll achieve some of your biggest, boldest goals, all alongside some of our incredible mamas who'll be working on exactly the same things. I feel so well-grounded, at least in that VIP experience. And I'm also not feeling like I need to go off the rails and continue to offer other options now because this is nailing it. This is one of the most supportive and results-driven programs of its kind, and we want you to be a part of it. A-Players is a very special program, and it's only open for enrollment a few times a year. So if you want to take your business to the next level, this is your chance to make the leap. To find out more and book your enrollment call, visit mamasandco.com slash coaching. Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is the Business of Thinking Vague the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Thinking Big. As always, I'm your host, Leanne Kim. And today I want to share with you Lessons about business that I learned from my dad. Now, this might be a little bit of a difficult episode for me, so apologies if I get a little emotional. As many of you know, my dad passed away in September of 2021, and I haven't actually spoken much about it. Part of that is because I like my people to see me as the strong and determined leader that I am, and so I struggle with how much of the personal and how much of my own journey as a human being to share on things like my podcast and with my community. But I think the other part of that is, to be honest, I'm still very much grieving his loss. And part of it is just I've been extremely busy since his passing. It was a busy time of year when he passed. It was also the time of year where I was you know, launching my conference and other programs. And so I really haven't had time to fully process the loss. But I always knew from that time that I wanted to do an episode around Father's Day in honor of him. His name was Ronald Hodgson. He was, he lived a good long life. He was a man, much like myself, that really enjoyed life and lived to live and didn't live to work. But he had a very big career. I actually don't talk about this a lot, but he had a career in marketing 
And he was, at the time of his retirement, he was the media director for the Hudson Bay Company, which is one of the oldest companies in the world and Canada's largest and oldest company. He was, you know, the head of the entire media department. And so his job back in the day was he had relationships with TV and radio stations all across the country. He actually retired in 1999, right as I was graduating university. And he sort of retired before digital media was really a whole thing. At that time, they didn't really know what digital media was going to be. So he was very much an old school advertising guy. I always tell people, you know, if you think about the show Mad Men, which took place in the advertising world in New York City in primarily the 60s, That was my dad just a little bit later and in Canada. Like that was his life. So he spent his days, oftentimes he was on planes flying all across the country, meeting with some of the biggest brands in Canada. He managed very big budgets and had very large teams. And the funny thing is, I didn't actually learn that much about sales and marketing from him. I learned a lot of other stuff and I'm going to share with you six lessons I learned from him all about how to create more success in business. So the lesson number one is that you don't have to be loud to get respect. My dad was a very powerful man, but also a very peaceful man. In fact, I can recall from my entire life, he probably raised his voice. I can recall maybe five times he raised his voice. He was not a yeller. He didn't need to yell to get people's attention. And I would consider him a pretty quiet leader. Even though he led large teams and even though he was making big moves, he didn't have to raise his voice or do, you know, pull any stunts to get noticed and to gain respect. And that's something that I've always admired in him. And especially as I'm now in this world of online marketing, where it feels like everyone is yelling all the time and all these leaders are just consistently competing for our attention. I really try to remember that and really try to be more of that quiet leader who leads from within and doesn't need to get in your face to get your respect. So it's something that I'm consistently working on. And I think it's a struggle in the online game, to be honest. But that's something that I learned from him from a very early age is that, you know, it, it respect is all about earning people's respect. You don't actually get respect by demanding it or commanding it. It comes through our actions. And when we're great leaders and we're good people and we know how to be a leader, we don't have to yell and scream to get that respect. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two that I learned from my dad is not to take myself too seriously. My dad, as I mentioned, he managed huge marketing budgets and a lot of his deals were in the seven and even eight figures. So Believe me when I say he had a big career, but one thing that everyone who ever worked with him will tell you is that he did not take himself or the job too seriously ever. He actually didn't take his work home with him a lot, and he was really known for being a storyteller and being a bit of a jokester, actually. He was often doing silly things like, you know, getting dressed up. And especially in his later years, I think as he was working his way towards retirement and he kind of knew what the journey was going to look like and how long he was going to be there for, he really didn't take himself too seriously at all. And perhaps to a fault, actually. But I think this is important because when we're building something, when we're in a career or we're building a business, 
it's so easy to get wrapped up in things and get all in our heads about stuff. Really, I think a lot of it is, you know, we care so much about what people think and we want to be liked and we want to be respected. And I think he wanted those things too, but never to the point of taking himself too seriously. He always found a way to have a laugh with you, even if he was in negotiations with people. And even if he lost those negotiations, he would just shake it off and he would go for a beer with that person. Actually, not a beer. His drink was a rum and Coke. (laughs) And then it became, later in years, it became a rum and Diet Coke. But he would just, you know, go for a drink with that person. And even though they may have been adversaries in the boardroom just hours before, He would never hold a grudge. He would always find a way to let that stuff go and move on because life really is too short. And I live that and believe that every day. Life is just too short to take ourselves and our businesses too seriously. Lesson number three that I learned from my dad was to do it your way. This was one of Ron's greatest gifts was that he always found a way to do it his own way and he never compromised what felt right to him. And I would even say sometimes to a fault. In fact, at the end of his career, I can remember that all the other executives had shifted to most of their work being on computers. Again, this was in the 90s. My dad was still taking notes and mapping out strategies on, I remember this like it was yesterday, these like large legal pads, like graph paper. Yes, it was like the white sheets of paper with the blue graph lines. Oh, that was all in a grid. That was what he loved to do his work on. And that was his CEO time, actually. You know, I love to talk about CEO time and creating time for us to think. So he wasn't a CEO, but he was pretty high up there. And he was doing this stuff. He was taking breaks when he felt like it. He was getting his ideas down and putting them on paper long after everyone else had shifted to computer. He just knew that that's how his brain worked best. And so that's something that I think I have really embraced as well from probably from a pretty young age is that I like to do things my way. And sometimes when people will try to show me a better or faster or smarter or more efficient way, I will resist it because it just doesn't feel like who I am. And as I say, sometimes this is to a fault. But all too often in our businesses, we think there's this perfect way of doing things. We think if I just find the right coach or spend the right money, I'll get the blueprint and all the steps will be laid out for me. And I think we need to cultivate more of this skill of trusting our own way is the right way. And that is something that dad always had. And he passed on to myself. And I would say looking at my siblings, he probably passed it on to them as well. So that's lesson number three is to just do things your way. Lesson number four about business that I learned from my dad is to not stress about money. So I have talked about this on this podcast before that I had two very different influences when it came to money as a youth. I feel like my mom often felt like there was a lack of money and often came from that place. And that was very much about how she was raised. My dad, on the other hand, never seemed to stress or worry about money, even when maybe he should have been, frankly. And there were times in my, you know, my very young childhood where he had to go through a job change. He actually had his own advertising agency when I was very young, although I don't have a lot of memories about that. But one thing I never saw him do was to talk about money in a negative way or to stress about money. I never heard him say things like, oh, we can't afford that. 
And as you know, thoughts like that, sentences like that, when we put it out into the universe, that does become our experience. I've talked about that a lot on this podcast. Basically, what I'm saying is like, I think my dad had a pretty strong money mindset, even though he didn't come from massive amounts of wealth. He just didn't let it bother him. He didn't, he, I think he always knew that stressing about a problem doesn't solve the problem. So perhaps even times where money was tight, it was just not something that he was putting out there. And his energy was always that there was more than enough to go around and that more was on the way. In fact, if he saw something that he wanted, he would just buy it. And I remember being at the end of his, like at the end of his career, you know, as he was planning for retirement and where, when other people would have been scrimping and saving, he was doing things like taking trips of a lifetime. In fact, early on in his retirement, he came to visit me when I was living in Sydney, Australia, and we had an amazing trip. We went to Tasmania together. That was just a man who knew how to enjoy life. And he wasn't irresponsible with money, but he knew that enjoying money was a way to bring about more wealth and abundance, I think. if As I'm looking back, especially as I say, I had two very different parents when it came to money mindset stuff. So I would say, you know, that's more of a life lesson, but I do want to tie it back to business because again, as a business owner, your business revenue is very closely linked to your own personal revenue, especially in the early days. And stressing about money and telling ourselves there's not enough this can very much become a habit without us even realizing it. So that is something that, you know, I still have to work on this too. We all do from time to time. But that's one thing that I took from my dad is it's not serving us to stress about money. Okay, lesson number five that I learned from old Ronnie H was to ask for what you want. This was not a man. My dad was not a man who used to beat around the bush. In fact, a big part of his job was negotiations. And I remember he loved negotiating. He saw it as a fun game. But what I see when I coach female entrepreneurs is anything to do with talking about money or valuing ourselves or negotiating can make us feel very, very uncomfortable. We have trouble asking for what we want we're asking to be paid what we're worth, especially when it comes to money and our rates. And this is something that he really enjoyed. And I think he probably got better at over time because typically when you start out in negotiations, typically you're not very good at it. But over time and through practice, right? It's the same with our businesses. Through continuing to be bold and put ourselves out there and ask for what we truly want, that process gets easier and easier. I've seen it with so many of the women I coach. The more we practice asking for the sale, sharing our rates with confidence, the more we get better at it. And that was something that he really enjoyed doing at the end. He really did see that piece of his work as like a game. And I think the more we can view our businesses as a game, the more fun we're going to have. I mean, where do you think I got the idea from? building a joyful business. Yes, it is something that I have believed in, but guess who taught me that? That was my dad. From a very young age, I remember him teaching us kids to love what we do and to find work that we really enjoyed. And I think that's because, you know, he had periods of his career that he did really love it. 
But nearing the end of his career, he didn't really love it. And he, I think he really struggled with that. But he was nearing retirement. And so what are you going to do, right? He kind of stayed with a role that was not really a fit for him anymore. And at that time, he was just not experiencing the same amount of joy. So I remember his voice in my head all the time saying, kid, you got to do what you love. And I think that's why I ended up eventually building my own business or certainly a part of why I ended up here. So that's sort of a couple lessons in one. Ask for what you want and do more of what you love. And the final lesson that I want to share, and this is probably where I'm going to tear up a bit, is that we need to make people feel special. This was one of my dad's greatest gifts. He always knew how to make you feel seen and heard. He would do little things in business like he, every time he met somebody new, he would note down the name of their spouse and he would note down their birthday. He would write it down in a little book that he kept so that every year on that person's birthday, he could send them a little email or give them a phone call. He loved phoning people. That was one of his favorite things was to have conversations on the phone. But just to say, hey, happy birthday, I'm thinking of you. Or again, the next time he spoke to someone that he'd met through you know, business, he would say, oh, how's Karen doing, right? Because he had made notes about them. He took the time to get to know people and then he came full circle and made them feel like they mattered. And that is really probably the best gift that my dad ever gave me and the best gift that I can pass on to you. If you make someone feel like they matter, if you make someone feel seen and heard and supported, they will stick with you and they will become a customer and they will continue to support your business and bring their friends. Because a lot of what we're doing here as we are going out and becoming thought leaders and we are changing the world and making an impact, we are changing lives one person at a time with our work. And it all comes back to those relationships that we're building. And if you can really see, if you can start to really see that the success of your business is tied to this, your ability to make someone feel special is directly linked to everything you want to create from financial wealth to personal fulfillment to being a great role model for your children. It really does boil down to this. And it's, it's a big part of why I feel we are all on this planet. Yes, we are here to experience joy and create amazing things, but we're also here to make people feel special because at the end of the day, and this happened, you know, at my dad's celebration of life, and all these people spoke about him and all these people talked about the memories that they had of him. At the end of our lives, we won't be thinking about whether or not we hosted that webinar or whether or not we hit that seven-figure target, right? At the end of our lives, we'll be thinking about the impact that we made and how we made people feel. And my dad always had a way of making people feel like they mattered. So there you have it. The business lessons that I learned from my dad. I hope you found something valuable in this lesson and I appreciate you giving me the space to talk through some of this because it was very special for me to be able to record this episode. And if you have a father who is still with us, go and love on your dad. Send him a little love today. I hope you have a fantastic day and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Business of Thinking Big. 
Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, which will help more people like you find the show. And of course, you can learn more at leannekim.com. Thank you.